Relentless Hustle Podcast. I'm Kirsty Taylor, your host, a writer, a storyteller, and a wanderer of life. I struggled so much in the past, and it wasn't until I started to focus on myself that I saw true change and really started living my life. This podcast is aimed to help you realize that this whole work hard, play hard mantra bullshit has not been cutting it. We need to focus on what truly matters. Think of this podcast as a tool for finally hustling for yourself. So let's shift our focus from the external to the internal because in the end, you deserve it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Wellness Hustle Podcast, episode 19. Oh my god, I've been so busy. I am literally recording this intro the night before. It'll be Tuesday when this comes out. I am recording this at 9 p.m. on Monday night. I've been so busy. I've been writing a lot less than I want to, although check out my medium because I have still been posting. And of course, sign up for my newsletter which is wellnesshustle.substack.com. You can get the episodes sent straight to your inbox, or if you're interested in my writing, you can also sign up for my writing newsletter, which is kirstytaylor.substack.com. Both of them are awesome. Both of them have different... Hmm, what's the word? Both of them have different purposes, which kind of segues into our... into the person I interviewed this week. But anyways, both of them have different purposes. One is for my podcast, one is for my writing, and the writing one has an advice column that any of you guys can send questions into. It's just info at kirstietaylor.com. Easy enough. K-I-R-S-T-I-E-T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. Yeah, send in your questions. I want to hear them. The more nuanced, the more specific, the better. There's one already out there. You guys should check it out. Anyways, yeah, so sign up for those newsletters, and again, with purpose... I got to interview Bobby Hobart. He is the host of Purpose in the Youth. So Purpose in the Youth is a podcast that interviews people that are young entrepreneurs or young people doing what they're really passionate about and how that journey looked for them. And so we kind of get into it, but it's the idea that there's a lot of stories out there, there's a lot of podcasts out there that focus on people that really made a huge significant change in their life in their later years. And his podcast focuses more on people that are doing it now, that are doing it at a younger age, that are in their 20s or even before their 20s, and they're really just going after what they're truly passionate about. And I love Bobby's personality. He's such a cool dude. We actually got to interview in Sun Valley, which I got that wrong in the podcast, but it is in Sun Valley. We got to interview at his place on his state-of-the-art equipment, which is nice because I'm you know, just using my solo Yeti Nano microphone, which I love, but it was interesting and fun to use his stuff. Yeah, so we got to talk about his podcast and his whole journey, and I think you guys are going to really enjoy it. He was an awesome guy, quite the personality. I'm so glad we got to meet, and yeah, let's get into it. All right, we are out here in Sunland. Mm. I honestly didn't know what Sunland is. Sun Valley. Let's, let's Wait, we gotta no. say it right. We gotta say it right. It's not Sunland. It's Sun Valley. We're right next door to Sunland, but oh, we're off of Sunland okay, okay. Boulevard, technically. So okay, gotcha. Par- you're partially right. I was like, I'm pretty sure that. Okay, so Sun Valley. Sun Valley. So what's what's why you got very defensive? What's the difference? I just I just try to show some respect to Sun Valley. I mean, <laughs> I have really no relations to this city at all. Gotcha, uh, this just gotcha. happened to be the place that. 
when we were moving out here to LA, we needed cheap rent. We wanted to rent a house. No way we could afford a house in Venice or Santa Monica. Fair enough. And so we had to go out to the valley and I didn't know anything about LA. So we, I'm just looking at a map of the valley and this ended up being the house that we found, which there honestly, it worked out incredibly. Yeah. yeah. If like low rent is your is your main thing, then Hell yeah, this yeah. is, this is yeah, right Those college loans add up quick. Exactly. I, quick. Pay, I pay way too much to live in Manhattan Beach. Yeah, but it's beautiful down there. I don't blame it you. It is really So beautiful. it's like if you can swing it. I have a sweet it, setup. Yeah, yeah, if you can swing it, I really don't blame you because yeah. you're not far from the beach. Well, we are in Bobby's apartment, or mm-hmm. not apartment house, house. Yeah, house. He has house. a, what did you call this studio? I call the, well, so the, the house we live in is called the Content Crib. Yeah. So you got myself doing podcasting, my other roommate who's a recording artist, my other roommate who runs an online vintage clothing store. Mm-hmm. But then even, so once you get inside the Content Crib, then you're in the bedroom, the bedroom studio, which is where that. I host the podcast. I do all my business. And literally, as you can see to my left and your right is literally the bed that I sleep on. So there you go. it's a bedroom studio. You just make use of, uh, I've just made use of the little space that I have and the resources that I have. And yeah. I just coined the term bed I don't know how it just kind of came about. I mean, you got to run with you it. Just, yeah, yeah. You just put, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you guys can't see this at all, but he has the most amazing neon sign yeah. with the logo of his podcast, yeah. which Thank is Purpose you. in the Youth. Yeah, Purpose in the Youth. There, there we go. There she is. So uh. how does it feel to have the mic turned on you? Um, It's interesting. Yeah. It's very interesting. I've probably done, I don't know, maybe like three or four podcasts in the last six months. Oh. Okay. which is I love it I'm such yeah. a people's person the hardest thing is when I'm sitting down with people and I have to I, I I'm the whole point of the podcast is interviewing people interviewing guests and as mm-hmm. I'm sure you're starting to learn you want to give them the platform to talk and you kind of have to hold back from saying too much because it's about them totally uh so I mean I love talking I am such a people's person it's ridiculous uh, so it, it's a little bit, it's a different, uh, for me because I'm usually always asking the questions. I'm just right. trying to figure out where this story goes and what I want to learn more about, but to have an opportunity like this to speak it to me, I love it. I, yeah. I, I, I would love to do more of this, you know, that's such a good point. Obviously, if you're doing a podcast, you'd love to talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. And like as a podcaster host mm-hmm. interviewing someone mm-hmm. you do have to sort of hold back you're mm-hmm. not there to talk about yourself you're there to find out about other people yeah but at the same time i'm sure you have tons of things you want to say yeah well that's the thing i i'm still continuously trying to learn the balance of how much do i talk and how much do i let the guests talk and one right. thing even just listening to other podcasts it the thing is, is you don't want to jump the gun and jump on somebody when they're like on the rule of saying something crazy or totally. even I've learned to just pause and let the guests think and then they come back and they say something even more. So it's I've just tried to learn that balance of I want to make sure that somebody that's listening gets to know a little bit about my story, mm. but that it's also really about the guests. So honestly, you know, if, if I had to put it as a number, I would want the guests to talk maybe 70 to 75% mm-hmm. and then myself 25%. There are some guests that come in and it's like, it feels like a balance. It's just a straight conversation where it's 50, 50, we're just running gun. And then there's a podcast that I had this past week that'll be coming out next week. I think it's probably... 90% the guests and 10%, right. which is okay. cool, which yeah. is fine. They just, they're passionate. They have so much to say and, and they're on a roll. And so I just mm-hmm. let it be. But it's always a game for me of when I'm bringing in guests, it's like, okay, how is this going to go? I don't yeah. know. I always make sure I have 
everything prepped and I know a lot of things that I want to ask, but sometimes I get to all questions. Sometimes I only get to half of them, but totally. I love, I'm just such a people's person. Yeah. 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 And clearly you are too. If you're getting into podcasting and exactly you like being around people, you like talking to people. Yeah. I like yeah. getting to know people's stories. There's something about that and yeah. like connecting with people. Yeah. It's just something about that. That's so interesting. Going off the, yeah getting to learn people's story and why they do what they do is very interesting to right. me. But also to like the connectedness. Mm. I even like some podcasts they do, they'll be like, Hey, I've done some where it's via webcam or via phone call. Mm -hmm. They're based outside of California, which I totally understand. Let's do it. Yeah. But I knew from the beginning, I would never do that for my own podcast. Totally. Because I need that connectedness. Connected. I need that energy. I need to see the facial expressions. I need to know right. when something is going too far or I need to make adjustments. Literally that same guest I was just talking about, I'm not going to say the person's name, but this person was in here and I, and we were talking about something and, and the eyes started watering up and oh. started tearing and, and it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't yeah. a bad thing. It, this person had gotten there on themselves based on the question that I had asked. But now thinking about it out loud, thankfully I was here in person to see that and to, to realize, read it and yeah. to know like how gentle this subject was and then to able to cater to that and kind of keep moving along with the conversation but right. if i was over the phone maybe i would see it in a webcam but it's also too of just uh i don't know i just body language and all yeah. that stuff it's so key to having a good conversation yeah. and having and connecting with someone like, yeah absolutely. it plays a huge role huge role huge role so yeah, I love people. I yeah. Love being in so person. how has it been trying to schedule everyone in person? That's such a good question because I'm I'm just so in the in the continuous of I I literally have certain days of the week I usually do the podcast. It's usually Thursday, Friday or Saturday and it's mm -hmm. usually at noon for any of those days because especially being in LA, I know that I can get the guest in. If I do it at noon, I know that I can get them here after the morning commute and I can get them out of here before, before. the afternoon. There you go. Uh, so that works out really well. And then also on top of that, because as I say, I'm a podcaster by day, Uber driver by night. It allows me to do my work, podcasting, content creating during the daytime. And right. then by the time they get out of here by three or four, I can go work for the rest of the night. Scheduling, it, it, it can be tough. Uh, but thankfully, with the people that I reach out to, they are their own bosses. So mm -hmm. as I'm sure you're seeing, That's a good point. we don't work the conventional nine to five. Yeah. Uh, even before when I was like brushing, literally 15 minutes before you got here, I'm brushing my teeth and I'm laughing because I, I work, this is my life. Yeah. It's Tuesday at 1230 in the afternoon. We're sitting down having a conversation <laughs> where most of the people that I might know are working a job, which is yeah. cool. Um, but it's a different yeah, lifestyle. It's a different lifestyle. So it hasn't been that big of a deal. It's more mm -hmm. of just about when is this person in LA or if they're in yeah. LA, when can they do it? And when's the timing make sense? But usually throwing out there to them the midday, like noon podcast, they're cool with it because it's, they can, like I said, they can get in before and after the traffic. Mm -hmm. And it's a good time of day where people have been awake for a little bit, but right. they're not at the end of the day, 9, 10 p.m. I want to go to sleep. I just yeah. want to relax. So I found that like the midday podcast is the best time of day because people are up. They're not too grumpy yet, and no. they probably had a cup of coffee. So. Exactly. It's just, like near a lunch break. When, yeah. You know, it's a good time. Yeah. Okay. It's just a game of trying to figure out when is this person in town, totally. when can they do it, and then just try – at minimum, I try to just schedule once a week. Yeah. Once a week minimum. Sometimes I'll get three in a week, 
And then the next week, two weeks, I don't have any podcasts. And then I'm like, fuck, what am, what am I doing here? You know? So right. it's just a game of figuring out people's schedules and what, Yeah. I kind of laugh at myself, like thinking about it because it's just all the like moving pieces you're seeing yeah, now too exactly. with scheduling people. Yeah. Of how do, when can we do this? And what you said is so true. Like I'll get five people that, that'll book in the span of like two weeks, but the three weeks before that, I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. Who's going to be my next yeah, guest? Exactly. <laughs> then you're like scared because you're like, what if I don't get any guests? Yeah. And, you know, there totally, have been too totally. many times where I'm freaking out and I'm like, oh my God. reaching out to friends. I'm like, yo, I need a guest or yeah. literally like we were looking at earlier on <laughs> the wall. Like you're I had there. myself interviewed for episode 74. <laughs> I wanted to tell my story on the podcast and it was a great time to do. But truthfully, the story behind that podcast was I didn't have a guest for that week. So totally. had an audible, had my roommate interview me and I was like, damn. There you go. But yeah, there you go. it's always a game. It's a game. Yeah, exactly. So what is the story behind you? What brought you out to LA? Yeah, yeah. a great question. Um, it's crazy how things just kind of align because I've been wanting to live in LA since I was probably in fifth grade. Really? Yeah. Why? I, I think it was probably through TV for movies, mm. just seeing lifestyle of LA, the totally. weather the sunshine, mm-hmm. the cars, like the money, everything just sounded, seemed so cool. Never had any interest of entertainment. Mm, but for me, yeah. it was always about, I want to get to LA. Mm. And I, I think I told this to my parents all the time growing up, but I grew up in Chicopee, Massachusetts, which is about, oh yeah, the, the coaster sticks sometimes. It's, <laughs> it's really annoying, I'm sorry. Uh, I grew up in Chicopee, Massachusetts, about an hour and a half west of, uh, of Boston. Just a great childhood. like. I couldn't have asked for a better place to grow up. And then uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. Worked a lot. um, And then ended up going to college in Boston. Like I was telling you before, I went to Bentley University. Went in there with the intention of probably going to corporate America. That's what I thought I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then uh, just realized that wasn't what I wanted to do. And how did you make that realization? Were you did you realize that in college? Yeah, thankfully. Okay. Thankfully, thanks. I realized it junior <laughs> year. I had an yeah. internship, and that was the best thing that ever happened to me because the school that I went to was very competitive business school, mm-hmm. and okay, they emphasized internships. Like if you didn't have they, it wasn't. It wasn't like if you didn't have an internship by the time you graduated, if you hadn't done an internship, it wasn't like they you weren't going to graduate, but it was on like the curriculum, like you need to have an internship yeah. at some point while yeah. you're here. And uh, thankfully through that, I realized this is not what I want to do. And um, that's go. how I came, you know, ended up launching the podcast. So then moving out to California was like, not only was it the place I always wanted to live as a kid, mm. but this is like the hub for this Creatives. type of work for yeah, creatives. Totally. And it's either it's either L.A. or New York. But to me, I was like, man, I'm just so lucky that the place I always wanted to live ended up being the place that this is where this work is happening. You know? Yeah. Um, what was that like moving to L.A.? Was I'm, it just like whatever? You know what's crazy? Within five days of being here, I was already like, I was already in the motion of. Be- I would. I didn't miss a beat. Yeah. I really didn't miss yeah. a beat because I have heard all the horror stories about moving to LA. Mm. Couple things that I lucked out. One, I had visited LA probably five or six times before moving here. Oh wow, that's a lot. A lot. Yeah. And two of the last times I had came out were for podcasting, so I was already like coming out oh, here to kind of cool. work. I moved out here with one of my best friends that I grew up with. Mm. I had a way to make money, which was Uber. I d- drove Uber in Boston. I knew I was gonna do it in LA. 
I already had something I was coming out here to work on, which was the podcast. I literally, the day I packed my car to do the road trip out here was literally the one year, one year anniversary, the same day. Oh no. So it's like all these stars aligned Yeah, and I already had, you know, four or five friends that were past guests of the show. They were already in LA. Mm. So I knew that once I got here, I had some type of community. Yeah. So I got super lucky because, and I had this, I already had the. We didn't know it was gonna be called the content crib, but I had the content crib. We already had a lease signed. Yeah. So compared to a lot of the stories of, of people of moving to LA, I got blessed because yeah. everything was kind of lined up. I just needed to get out here and start working. And, and literally, like I said, within five days after doing the whole Ikea run, Walmart run, get all the extra stuff, <laughs> go to the DMV, which was a pain in my ass. Totally. All the little extra shit when I, when I was ready to get back to to like getting into the work mode mm. it was less than a week i was already reaching out to guests That's i, I really had a, awesome. i had lined up like the first podcast before or within a week of being in la mm-hmm. so it was like okay yeah you're ready time to, to get to work it's time to get to work so it was amazing wow. though i i, I kind of pinch myself every so often like i i live here you know, know. it's very it's easy very, to get wild. into the the hustle and grind and just keep doing, keep doing. But when I stop and I look outside, I see a palm tree in my backyard. I'm like, yo, I live in LA, like Los Angeles, Southern California, the place that I always wanted to live, you yeah. know? So you've been here two years? It'll be two years in September. Wow. Yeah. So oh I, yeah, September of 2017 is when, yeah, you're at eight years now, right? I'm, at, I'm old. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's such I a difference. I am an Angelino. Mm. Yeah, no, it's been a while. It's, cr- it's wild to think about, but um, yeah. It's... You ever thought about moving away? Oh, 100%. But also, I should say that I lived abroad. I lived around the world for like two years. So Where? During that. I lived in, it's uh, four places. I lived in China for six months. I lived in Spain for three. I lived in South Korea for six. And then I lived in Paris for three. Wow. See, After I graduated amazing. college. That's a whole other story. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. That's oh, going to yeah. be eye-opening, just living in China or South Korea. Oh. Living, I always tell people, I'm like, the most visceral, imprinted memory I have is the first day of being in China. I remember the smells. I remember the feel of the air. I remember the sounds, the sights, the everything because it was so vastly different than the culture here in america yeah it was unlike anything i'd ever seen wow yeah as well wow i can't imagine yeah i need it i I would love to go abroad and see places like that but oh i can't even imagine yeah i mean i don't know i was a very ambitious little uh post-grad i graduated college one month after i was like bye where would you move tomorrow if you had to leave la probably italy just for so you want to go so you want to go oh so you want to go back abroad yeah, I think I'd want to go abroad again. Wow. I mean, if I stayed in the U.S., maybe I'd do a little bit in New York. Yeah. I feel like maybe it wouldn't be my jam. Yeah. I'm pretty laid back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got to get out of I mean, it makes sense that you're in Manhattan Beach, but I feel like L.A. is such a, oh, it's such a fast-paced place. It's not even fast. You think L.A. is fast I don't even want to say fast. I don't want to. I was just going to take that back. I don't yeah. want to say it's fast-paced. It's just way too, there's too many people. There's, there's so way many too many people. The tra- I, I literally just got back from visiting uh my sister in, in charleston south carolina it was my oh, first time going there nice. i don't know yeah. if you've ever been, I've been there. there once yeah unbelievably beautiful yeah. like five o'clock we went to grab drinks or something there wasn't thirty thousand cars you know so right? it's much more humble too it's kind of humbles you to leave la and be like oh people yeah. live their lives differently than how it's lived in la i'm gonna be honest one thing that scares me is that this place still just feels like such a place of business to me 100 um yeah. and i don't Sorry. know if that would ever change if i lived in a different part of la 
or if I was making a living doing all these other things. I don't know what would be the shift, but I really look at this place as like a place of business, a place to work. I mean, that's maybe because I'm trying to do all this creative stuff and this is the hub for it. So maybe if I was a chef and I moved out here, I wouldn't feel that. But I I feel every and it's a good it's a good thing. It's a great thing. But that was like going to Charleston. I'm like, wow, I'm like completely checked out because I don't feel that sense of work. I don't know. I feel like it's like kind of and I go into like how I feel about this word all the time, but kind of like a hustle that's always happening. Like someone's always pursuing something here. Yes. Everyone you meet is pursuing something. And if it's not just their nine to five, they have an extra something or they have five something. Yeah. And yeah, there's no off button. That's the big problem. I I love it. I love that everyone out here is hustling, trying to do their thing. I think some people are a little bit more aggressive than others in the sense of they, you meet them. They're like, what do you do? what have you done in the past you know it's that such a good point. that becomes an issue especially i'm dealing with an uber all the time and like yeah immediately i'm like okay this is person that this is already immediately the person that i don't know if i would ever want to communicate with because they're just it, it comes down to how they communicate it it's mm-hmm. one thing to ask somebody oh what do you do yeah but it's another to be like oh you do youtube oh how many subscribers you have like does it really matter how many Whoa. subscribers are you know so yeah. it i think the one thing that i maybe it would be different if I lived in a different part of L, I don't know what it would be, but it it is there. I don't ever feel like there's that off thing. It's always about what does this person do and yeah. Blah, yeah. blah blah blah. I always blah. thought New York would be that times a thousand. The thing about New York, are you, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Go for it. Okay, because I one hundred. I did a couple. Okay, yeah, I did a couple times earlier. I'm like, damn. I, I think to I ask. say bullshit in my intro. Yeah, so. <laughs> beautiful. All right, I think you do too because I li- I was listening yeah. to it earlier. You're right. You definitely do. Now, okay, good. Uh, what I love about New York is it probably has that same type of feel where everyone's trying to do something, yeah. but nobody gives a fuck. Like, so they're just doing it, but it's not like, no, so they're not concerned about other people doing it. Yes, their- there is so much going on in New York at any moment in time that people don't have the energy or time. Now, I've only been in New York like more than, honestly, probably six to eight times in my life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But based on those experiences, nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. I, I always tell people, I think the best way to describe LA, New York, if, if, if you've never been to either or you want to, if you just want to understand, if you dressed a man or a woman in a top to bottom bright pink suit and you walk and this person walked down New York, nobody is even flinching. People are going to walk by and they're going to keep hustling. They're going to keep moving to what they need to do. Yeah. You put that same person in LA on Melrose and people are going to stop their cars to take a picture because they're going to think this is like some big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, that is a really like good New analogy. Yorkers don't care because they have to just do what they need to do. Yeah, L.A. It's all people are just nobody works in L.A. First off, I know, right? everybody is like on their own. I mean, everyone's on their own time, but I it, the weather is always sunny. People are just I swear on vacation mode too often than not. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a, it's That's two so different worlds. It's two different worlds. Um, it's so funny. Sometimes I'll go to Whole Whole Foods at like three or something, mm-hmm. and I'm just like. What are all these people doing? Packed, right? <laughs> like packed. Wait, yeah, it's packed. I'm like, do these people not have jobs? I mean, of course, I'm over here. Like, well, I have a part time job and I do yeah. my I do my own like little thing. But I'm like, does everyone just not have a like no, a that's nine to it five is. here? Yeah, I think that's the thing about LA is that ma- majority of the people out here work for themselves or have a different. They don't have mm-hmm. the conventional route, so totally, it's different. I went to the gym when I got back to LA last Monday. I usually go early morning every day, but I went at two o'clock 
One, no, not even one o'clock. I'm like, perfect. Middle of the day, nobody's gonna be there. Packed. Yeah, right. Packed. I'm like, like what, what is are you, going on? What are you all doing here? Go to work. Right. Go do something else. Don't like, be in my space. I'm the creative. I'm, I get this. Yeah, slot I get to be of here. Day. And of course, I'm working out. Who's next to me? But a couple that are filming each other. I'm like, of course, I got some YouTubers in yeah, here. Yeah, that's so, no, yeah. It's yeah. all good love, but it, there, it's an, an interesting world. It's an interesting world out I here. Wouldn't it's a bubble. I would. It's a bubble. I wouldn't trade it, but it's very uh, to get to have that on and off switch. You kind of have to find a way to yeah. to make it happen. Yeah, and as someone that's doing what you're doing, like being a creative here, it's very conducive to that. Yeah. Period. It's good know? energy too, though. Yeah. Because you're seeing it happen in front of your eyes. Like, okay, mm-hmm. if they're doing it, so can I. Yeah. You know, like. If I was living in the middle of the country trying to do this podcast, I mean, even when I was living in Boston, getting this off the ground for the first mm. year, I was like the oddball out because I didn't know any other creatives in LA. Like I had homies that were photographers, but it wasn't so, oh, it's just, it was such a different world. Boston is very finance, accounting, you know, startups, healthcare, education with Harvard, MIT, yeah. all these major schools. And I, I got through that first year, but now being out here in LA where it's all these creatives, it's like, it's just, there's an energy. I think sometimes people could, might let that pull them away from their vision because they're like, well, if they're doing it, I'm not gonna be able to do it. Or That's a good they point. might compare themselves to a certain Comparison. extent, but I'm always taking it as, oh, they're getting it. They're getting their wins. I'm going to do the same. Like if I'm seeing it happen before my eyes, like I could do the same shit. Totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's but, a good mindset to have. Yeah. So, what is per- like? What is the purpose behind purpose with youth? Yeah, with the youth. Purpose um, with the youth. What? what so, yeah. what is the purpose? What's the theme? Like, what made you want to start the podcast? Yeah. And what's so going yeah. back to the whole? I'm about. To, I I went into college with the idea of going to corporate world, mm-hmm. and junior year, I go. This is not what I want to do. Yeah. So I go into senior with this big question mark of like, what's what I'm about to do now everyone's talking about what they're doing next after college going to a competitive business school I'm going into my uh, September semester people already have jobs like oh I'm working here next year I'm like dope I have no idea what I'm doing right um so I pretty much told myself I'm gonna I'm gonna live up my senior year and I'm not gonna stress about this whole what's next because the last thing I want to do is stress all year and look back on this last year of college as a stressful time when I should have had fun. I knew yeah. it was just gonna all gonna work itself out. Fast forward, I started listening to, I really started getting into not. I don't want to call it the self help, but I started listening to like Gary V, yeah. Lewis Howes, yeah. uh, a lot of these these guys that have been creating like storytelling content. And it was through the School of Greatness podcast with Lewis Howes. I was getting. I really loved the format of his podcast, mm-hmm. but. I love the content of it, but to me, I was like, okay, this is great. I need something more relatable. Where is the young bucks? Where's the where's That's the where's the point. late teens? Where's the twenty year olds? Mm-hmm. He was focusing definitely more on you know people that were established and they happen to be in their mid thirties or forties or fifties, which was great. I was learning, but I was more interested in hearing more of the younger generation because I was about to be in this big question mark of what do I do now that I have, I graduated college, right? So. I'm listening to his podcast. I get the idea to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking at first, maybe a men's health type podcast, like talk fashion, talk like women, talk food, like fitness wise. And I just knew that was not going to be something I was going to be super passionate about doing week in, week out. Long term, yeah. Long term. And going back to that whole, I don't know what my passion is. I'm looking for a podcast 
focused on the youth. I had homies around me doing super passionate things. The artist that I live with, Dylan Reese, my other buddy, Nathan Acorn, he was making clothes. Cool. Another yeah. buddy was a photographer. Like I saw these guys doing super passionate things and I was always amazed at just how how happy they were just to be chasing something. Like they weren't, maybe they were making a little bit of money on the side doing it, but they weren't living off of it full time. Right. But I saw what they were doing and I was like, man, I, I could use these guys to start this, the whole idea. And so I just told myself when I graduated, like I'm gonna start a podcast talking to the youth. I'm gonna use the guys around me or the girls around me that were doing these passion things. Yeah. I'm just gonna start talking to them and have the conversations. Yeah. And so when I graduated in May, I decided I was gonna do that. Started August 31st of 2016. Um, signed a year lease in Boston and told myself, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my best with this podcast. And one year from now, I'm moving to LA regardless of what happens with the podcast. Either the podcast comes with me or I'm going out to LA and just starting all over again because I want to move to LA. I need to make this happen in my life. And I don't know when the best time to do it is other than yeah, now. Right now. Yeah. But uh, Very cool. Yeah. So that that was how it kind of came to life. Just wanting to find my own passion and yeah. also seeing people around me doing these passionate things. I was like, let me just... Let me just start this and see where it takes me. I think that's so interesting because you're right. These podcasts that like um, the School of Greatness mm -hmm. or I listen to the Bulletproof, uh, Bulletproof Radio. It's a lot of people that are much older that mm -hmm. at some point and usually in their 30s or 40s or 50s made this huge change. And now they're giving us this advice and stuff. But what about the people that are now just living there the that advice at yeah. this young age because yeah. that's what the next generation's doing like exactly. it's the people that are getting that information and applying it exactly and yeah so but and it's good though i don't want to downplay it. it's like you people should be seeking the lewis wisdom. house and yeah. the wisdom from the people that have been at this game of life for 40 or 50 years that have built totally. massive companies or who have really are great in whatever their industry is like you you should seek the knowledge but I really believe in the whole relatability of mm. it's one thing if I'm, I think, I mean, I would take the advice just the same, but it'd be one thing if, if I'm sitting across from somebody who's 50 telling me like, you need to follow your passions and, and is it successful yeah. versus somebody next to him who's 25 and is killing it with whatever they do. And they're like, yo, Bob, hey, you need to follow that passion, like start that podcast it's more relatable. It's more relatable. It's a different audience. Yeah, right? exactly. So it's yeah. like you're you're you can take positive you can take good things from both. Yeah. But totally. when it's more relatable, you're more likely to listen to it. It's mm -hmm. like anything else, you know? So Yeah. I just saw it. I just knew that excuse me, that it could be something. Yeah. And I just told myself I'm going to start it. I'm just not going to stop and I'm going to find a way to make this work. And Very cool. Have you encountered any obstacles or fears that you had to overcome? Not really. Um, I think the really the number one fear was just how am I getting a podcast this week, especially in the early stages. Oh, okay. Like yeah. that fear. Totally. Even from the beginning, I I know this. You know, three years in, of course, you're gonna try to say something like this. But even in the beginning, I'll never forget. Just like what you're talking about with China, and you can remember that first day and everything about it. I can literally paint the picture of the very first episode that I uploaded the day it dropped. I'm in my my in my house that I grew up in in Chicopee, Mass. My parents are working, my sisters is at work. I'm just at the house. I don't have the apartment in Boston just yet. And maybe I did, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I was moving into Boston like three days after the fact. Um, and I just told myself, 
I'm going to treat this as if there's 10 million people listening every single week from the beginning. I love that. And I don't care what it is. I'm going to find a way to stay consistent with this mm. every single week. So, yeah. you know, in the beginning, it's like, oh, like you're only 10 episodes in. So like if you miss a week, like nobody's going to care. I cared. I yeah. wanted this to be massive. I wanted this to be, I wanted to hold myself accountable for delivering on what I told myself. And it's like, if, 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 especially in the beginning, well, you missed episode 11, like you, you only had a hundred plays last week. Mm. Well, what if I had a million plays that week? You think I would want to just casually not deliver for those million people? So yeah, exactly. to me, it's always just been, I need to deliver. So there have been times where Louie, like, a podcast comes out every Wednesday. It's Sunday and I still don't have somebody and I'm like scrambling and my head's going crazy. Really? Luckily, I've gotten much better now where I'm like, I'm just always in communication with people and really totally. going back to what we were talking about earlier of just like trying to schedule it out ahead of time. But that to me has been like the biggest obstacle of just trying to stay consistent, mm. which in itself is not easy to do. Yeah, It's my bread and butter now because I just, I know what I need to do. I've been doing it long enough. No. But I think just staying consistent and that's so translatable to anybody out there. Or and anything. And anything. Consistency you, is so key. You've probably seen it with your writing. And you're yeah. going to see... Oh, 100%. You're going to see the same thing with the podcast. You're yeah. 16 episodes in. Great. That's a... You're already probably 90% farther than most people that give up after they five. Up, yeah. You know? So it's... it's The consistency... People hear it so many times, but consistency and discipline, they go hand in hand. That is like my bread and butter and it's not even just the podcasting it's like anything in life whether i i commit to going to the gym five days of the week i'm starting to run more trying to make sure that I eat healthy foods like if i tell mm -hmm. myself i'm gonna do it stop making excuses stop bullshitting yourself and just do it yeah. and that that to me has been like the the biggest hurdle of just stay consistent have the discipline to do it and don't worry about number of plays don't worry about guests of course yeah. you get the whole either the guest you reach the person you reach out to doesn't say of course that was like a, a lump in itself to learn like motivation from either the no's or from no responses yeah so Which i'm sure no responses is more yeah oh it's definitely just that's what crickets. That's my experience. Crickets. it's great i'm like awesome i actually kind of love it it's like dope you don't want to it, it whatever you know it's it's whatever and then even to like the nose it's like cool I'm not going to take it personal, but I know how this is going to work out. There is mm -hmm. one get, there's one person. I won't say the name. Of course not. But this is so, <laughs> this is, this just made me so feel, this made me feel like a freaking star. Um, I had reached out to this person after moving to LA mm -hmm. and this person pretty much, this was a co-founder of a company and this person said, you know, uh, like they responded to me. I said, oh, I grew up. He, this person went to, I don't want to say the names this person went to college near where I grew up and I reached out saying you know I do this thing I do this podcast love to get you on the show and then they responded saying like how many plays do you get per oh, episode yeah. and I think I gave them the number and then crickets never heard back I was like okay cool whatever I guess water over a dam seven eight months later I end up getting the co-founder of the same company Oh, and really? then that person that I had reached out to started following me, started showing love to the content. And so, oh so just see You're that so... it felt great. But <laughs> I will say this is that there are times that I think there are people in this world that would take it too personal, yeah. would bite back at that guest or that, that person no. or really just a personal thing of like, Oh, maybe I'm not doing this right. Or, I, you know, so totally. I just, I just keep delivering it and I, I don't really, I don't let it bother me too much. And yeah. 
Yeah. But it's just a game. It's just a game. Exactly. Pushing yourself. How far, how, how, how long can you stay consistent enough and exactly. just learning from the, from past mistakes learning as you go exactly the whole reason i even well not the whole reason i was very interested in starting my podcast i was very grateful to be able to talk to someone that hosts one of the top health podcasts out there right now wow who's this drop the name uh, drew pruitt he shout out to drew shout out to drew he hosts the broken brain podcast um and his his advice was to i was like well well, his advice was to just create something that has like a lot of content, like just create something, whether it be a podcast, whether it write, I happen to do both. Mm -hmm. But um, he was like, leverage other people's platforms to grow your podcast, mm -hmm. you know, like reach out to big people. So that was something I really focused on. I was like, oh, I don't know about these people with like a thousand, this and that. But now I'm kind of realizing like, actually, the people that I've interviewed that did have just a thousand, two thousand followers ended up getting me. I checked my stats too much, but anime giving me like the most plays. Yeah. So it's not always just someone has 60,000 followers and they're going to get you like a ton of plays. It's not always that necessarily. No. It's And focusing on that when you're trying to start something isn't necessarily the to, right way. No, know. it's yeah. not. Well, it's uh, and experience. I want to I go off that. It's the thing is the one. The, so oh, I have so much to say because <laughs> you're, you're hitting on a great thing. Like, yes, that's the, in a picture perfect world, you want to get the biggest guests on your show because it's going to build your platform. They're going to, they're going to post about it. It's going to get all this exposure and, and all the plays are going to go up. A couple things that I've learned. One, just because I'm not saying you directly, but like, just because we as podcasters get said guest for, that has 500,000 Instagram followers, one doesn't mean that they're going to even post it when it comes out. Truth. You can't expect. And I've, not I've never I knew that from the beginning. I've understand this is a business transaction, and just because they do it doesn't mean like they're just gonna post. Mm -hmm. Um, so I've learned I I knew that from the beginning. But then the other thing too is even the ones that do post with the five hundred thousand doesn't mean it connects, right? Exactly. Like it depends on what that person does mm -hmm. and like what their story is there's so it's you could do a case study on it because there's there are so many check boxes that have to check for it to just be like the perfect thing where you get 5000 new followers you get 100,000 new plays all this other things i'm just about creating great content right of course like i want to get people with credit my thing is when i'm reaching out to these bigger guests i'm more hyped because if they if I get them on the show, not because they have five hundred thousand followers on Instagram, not because if they post it's gonna get all these plays. Of course, I want that to happen. Like that, yeah. Of course, what, like let's I'm be not, real. Like of I course, sit here yeah. and go, I don't, I don't want them to post. So I just want to <laughs> get them on the show. I just want the credibility of knowing, like I sat down with that guest. Exactly. I somebody, do feel that. I do somebody that, that. Somebody that has done X, Y, and Z. It brings credibility to my yeah. brand, to the to the purpose in the youth, to me as a person. That like. It shows that I can deliver on what I'm trying to do. So mm -hmm. to me, that's like the more I get more hyped up on that because I can use that guest to leverage and get a bigger guest. Not yeah. oh, I'm gonna reach out to this person, have them connect me to all their friends. I, you know what, really, what I feel so great about, and I, I would be curious to ask some of these past guests and see if, like what their thoughts are on this. I think what I'm really good at is establishing that relationship. They come in. I try to have a great podcast. I try to make it a great experience for them. I try to roll out the podcast and make it look amazing, make them look like a star. Mm. But then what, what happens after that is what I'm really good at is I let it be. 
I let it marinate. I don't overstep that relationship. I just yeah. let it be. I show love on all their socials. I'm always like supporting them. If they have a big accomplishment, I'll go out of my way and just say, hey, send them a quick text just saying, hey, congrats on X, Y, and Z. Keep crushing it. Yeah. When they might be like, okay, now he's going to ask me for something. Crickets. I don't. I'm just right. very good at like establishing the relationship, trying to show as much love and support to them for them mm-hmm. to take the time to, to, be, to be part of my podcast. It's like, that means the world to me. So it's, I, I, you know, kind of, you know, like your, the, his name was Drew. Yes. Drew. Shout out to Drew. Cause he's (laughs) right though. It's like the whole goal is you want to get people with bigger platforms on your show to help build your platform. But if the content isn't there or the guest isn't somebody that puts out that type of stuff, Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean it's going to get you plays. Like I've had people with hundred thousand Instagram followers post a swipe up and it gets 20 plays right but then i've had a guest that is a youtuber and doesn't even post and i get ten thousand plays because everyone's always searching that person's name so yeah oh interesting you i think what i've learned is that i'm not thinking about that end what's this going to look like on on for me if this happens yeah. it's more of one do i want to establish a relationship with this person two what credibility is that going to build for me and mm-hmm. then three do I think this is going to be a great conversation? Because yeah. I've, thankfully, I haven't really, I don't think I've ever done it where you, you, you're seeing it now. It's like, you have to sit down with these people for an hour long or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to just have an hour long conversation with somebody I don't care about. Right. Or something I, I don't want to ask and learn about because like, cool, then it gets me more point? subscribers. Yeah. But I'm the whole process of the podcast that's the whole core of this. And if I'm not enjoying the conversation, then it's like, what, what, what is this all really worth? You know? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, I should say now that we're talking about this, please <laughs> drew drew definitely meant more like, um, don't try and sit there on Instagram all day and grow your following and think that's the way to go nowadays. Cause organically to grow on social media is kind of like, yeah, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's all about just putting out good content that you, I feel like it's something that you yourself would want to listen to. If you, you don't go. want to listen to your own content, which I weirdly do in my car all the time. I love it. I love it. <laughs> which some people are like, I don't, actors and actresses are like, I can't watch myself. I can't hear my voice. I'm sitting there like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I said that. <laughs> I dropped that gem. I Sup. did. It. Yeah. I forgot that person said that. That was great advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't want to listen to your own content. Yeah. I mean, that's true. I definitely, I cringe, not cringe, but when I'm like re-listening to the podcast before I put it out, I, I prep it on Mondays and it drops on Wednesdays. And sometimes I, I love hearing the guest talk because I'm like, oh, this is great content. Yeah. But then when I'm putting in my two cents, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to hear my, I get, uh, I, I don't, get that. I don't yeah. hate it, but like, I also just, I don't know. I'm like, sometimes I love hearing myself and then sometimes I don't want to hear yeah. myself talk, but what you just said though you want to create something that you're either looking for or you'd want to hear and that's mm-hmm. exactly how i got into this i was looking for that thing you, you know cre- so, yeah exactly you so, created what you wanted exactly. to hear and the whole what is good content that's such so subjective what it is you enjoy what i enjoy it's all different yeah everyone in this world is different but even it, even somebody who's been doing 130 plus podcasts, I still have that game of just pushing myself to keep delivering, to keep putting out this content, not getting millions of plays, but I believe in it. And in, yeah. and I know that in time, it's it's going to work itself out. It has totally. to work itself out. Yeah. But sub, it's con- what is good content is very subjective. And 
I think that's not even just for podcasters or writers or YouTubers. I think that's for anybody with an idea of something that they want to start or do. Exactly. You have to just understand, like, I know what I want. I have a vision for it. I just need to go out there and actually do it. Yeah. You know? If you want it, the chances of someone else and other people wanting something similar yeah. is very likely. Yeah. Very likely. 100%. It, it's just yeah. hard to, to get yourself to get up and do yeah. the thing. There the we process go. of doing is very hard. Yeah. A lot of people like to, and there's no disrespect to this. I was I actually thought about this earlier and I almost tweeted it, but I didn't. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, is that a lot of times people want to go to that motivational event, go to this engagement, this networking, and like trying to get all this inspiration. It's like, yeah, get inspired. But at some point you have to do the work. Exactly. You have to take the first step. You have to take the first step. So yeah, a lot. it's great though. Like go to these networking events, shake hands with people, get inspired, learn. But at some point, you have to take that first step. You got to yeah. push yourself to start that business, to send that email, to send the DM. Mm -hmm. What is so second nature to me now, I know there was a time when I didn't, I didn't think that way. And it was yeah. scary and I was nervous. But now it's like, I don't even question it. I just do. And I just yeah. let the results speak for itself. I don't think I'm any better than anyone else. I don't care the guests that I've had. I, I, I'm just big on like present and this is what I'm doing. This is who I am. I'm no better than any of you. Totally. That's just who I am, you know? So what was your first step with the podcast? What Can was my first step? Can you remember? Yeah. It, Besides the idea. <laughs> so yeah, I think, well, I mean, the, really the first step was, was landing on probably the t title Maybe. Okay. Well, okay. I don't know. What do you mean yeah. by first step? No, I guess. I, no, no, no. That's totally. I was gonna say my logo, but I mean, yeah, my yeah, title. So, was, yeah. So yeah. The name so, of the podcast yeah, yeah. is needed for a logo. Yeah. So I mean, I'll, I'll give you like a couple little steps. The I brewing the idea. I want to start a podcast. You could say the first step was like brewing the idea. I want to start a podcast mm -hmm. focused on passionate people. Blah blah blah. Okay. Right. We have that. Next step. What What does this look like? Like, mm -hmm. what is the title of it, and what does the logo look like? Mm -hmm. So I wrote down all these words, passion, purpose, youth, um, go-getters, hustlers. Like I wrote down all these words of what I wanted this podcast to represent. And I didn't even think of the name. I was in my, the artist I live with, Dylan Reese, we're in his studio in our hometown, in his basement. And I had all these words written down. I was just sitting there with him, just bouncing ideas. And he was the one that was like, purpose in the youth. And I was like, like yo, that could actually be it. And so then we got that down and then he helped in design the actual logo of it too. So oh, cool. he, you know, he's of course, not, he <laughs> probably feels him. great knowing like I'm killing it or I'm trying to kill it. And he's got the logo and he did the logo and the, uh, the, the title. Name, yeah. But then, uh, so you have, think of the, think of the podcast. Then we have get the name and the title. And then next was probably buying the equipment. So I, I, from the jump bought, not this, um, not these mics. I have another set of mics, uh, Rhodes mics, really good stuff. I purposely bought really good equipment from the get go, from the jump, because two things. One, it the most important thing was I understood. Okay, I want people to listen for an hour long. I want the quality to be great. I mm -hmm. want them to actually enjoy listening. Right. So I need to make sure that the quality is great because if it's not nobody's gonna listen if it's staticky they're gonna they're yeah. gonna x out that i know that secondly which i think was more important was i was buying expensive equipment as a commitment to myself 
that if I spend a thousand dollars on equipment right now, I need to follow through with this mm -hmm. because if I give up after three months, mm -hmm. I have thousand dollar equipment and and still a thousand bucks to thousand yeah. bucks. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, if I have a thousand dollar equipment just sitting in my bedroom, I'm gonna be pissed. Right. So, I guess the next step was like, yeah, finding all that equipment, uh, committing to myself, and then from there it was just uh, ended up, you know slowly starting to put the pieces of the puzzle together yeah. but to answer the initial question because i was about to go through like a whole 15 step process <laughs> i think the first real step after having an idea mm -hmm. was sitting down and because all those key words are really important it was like what does the end goal of this podcast like what am i working towards i know i want to bring guests in I don't know necessarily who they physically are going to be but i know i wanted artists i knew i wanted entrepreneurs yeah i knew i wanted all these creatives so i think even part of that first step of like the whole branding and the logo was also what's the vision? Mm. What am I, what is the overall goal of this podcast? Yeah. And so once I understood where I was going and I had the tools, a logo and a title, I knew that the only thing that was separating now was just time and staying consistent and guests. And then from there it was just the learning curve of like, okay, now we got to learn to, we got to buy equipment then we got to reach out to people then we got to try. Mm. And so, yeah. And then from there it just kind of kept rolling. Very cool. Yeah. Learning how to edit and all that stuff. But it's just, I actually wrote an article about this. It's just baby steps. 100%. When I was thinking about starting a podcast, I was like, oh my God, it's so much. How yeah. am I going to create a whole podcast? Yeah. But when you take it by baby steps, it's actually not that intimidating. That's all it is. Yeah. You just got to. Yeah. I started mine in a week. Yeah. See? Between That's... ordering the equipment and everything, like a week. Yeah. It gets very overwhelming from the outside looking in because you think there's so much, all these pieces, mm -hmm. and there are, there's a lot of pieces. But if, you know, if I'm being honest, I spent essentially two months just to get this off the ground. Mm -hmm. And it, that's the thing, it wasn't every day I was working on it. Right. I still had no idea if this was what, really what I wanted to do, but baby steps. Mm -hmm. One yeah. day we thought of the title. The next day we thought of the logo. Mm -hmm. The next day I sat down and wrote out the vision. So it was, and that's the, the reason it is so overwhelming to like chase a passion, to chase something you really want to do is because we think about the big picture. Right. How am I going to start a podcast and get guests and do all these things? Don't think about that. Like that's where you're going. Great. What are the one to three things today that you can do? They're going to help you get there. Yeah. If it's just one task a day, then just do one task a day. Yeah. Eventually time is going to catch up and you're going to have the podcast. You're going to have the blog written you're gonna have the business started but you have to just be honest with yourself maybe you're somebody that's working full-time and you don't have the time to do three steps in a day okay break it down to one one a day mm -hmm. you're gonna design the logo the next day you're gonna look for the equipment the third day you're going to reach out to a get like just break yeah. it down into baby steps and it's it's so hard sometimes because as human beings we just want it now Right. right speed amazon i freaking order our, our generation we instant want it now instant gratification 100 yeah. yeah. but what i always remind myself of and this sounds really corny and cheesy but maybe it'll relate to somebody if you think back in high school days there's there's days i mean we all love hate high school whatever yeah but there's days when you get in at 7 45 8 a.m and you know like i don't want to be here i can't wait for the on a Friday, right? Mm. You can't wait for that bell to go off at two o'clock. Right. And you're counting down every hour. But at some point, two o'clock comes and it's going to happen. Yeah. That's the same thing with ideas and bringing visions to life. It just so happens that it's much bigger. 
it takes a lot more time. It takes more energy. It takes right. more patience. But it's going to come. Mm-hmm. At some point, that bell came off at 208 in high school for you. At two, That comes. same thing is going to come to life for you. So yeah. break it down and what can you do every like just little steps every day right and before you know it you're gonna have that one thing running and it's gonna become massive and exactly look at jeff jeff bezos with amazon i know right started with books he can build amazon yeah oh my god that's so funny you say that my mom my mom had a bookstore when amazon was only books online amazon wow yeah wow i always forget about that i'm like oh yeah like that's what i knew amazon as. wow see yeah there you go um i feel like the most like easiest way to look at it and since i'm a writer this comes up all the time people are like oh my god i can't write a book it's so long it's so big but everyone says you know write one page a day write two pages a day then three three four months from then you have a book yeah like it's just how it works with anything you just do one little thing and it it builds on and all of a sudden there you go it's there i've just recently started reading more i probably in 2018 i don't think i read one book oh really yeah and i think in the last three months i've probably read like seven Nice. So I just completely transitioned. I got to give my man a, pre- a previous guest on the show, Jordan uh, Tarver. He's the one that really inspired me. He had gifted me this book. And then I realized like, okay, uh, the reason I didn't like reading or I didn't push myself to read, I was reading the wrong material. Correct. Yeah. And so then I started reading. Good. But the reason I'm saying that is that that's one thing that I've realized I've, I've, as I'm reading, I'm like, man, what a process to write a book, right? Like, yeah. It takes a lot of effort. But as I've read in some of these books, like you're saying, one to two pages a day. Mm-hmm. That's all you have to worry about. Yeah. And then before you know it, three months goes by and you have that first draft and then you work on it more. And so I think uh, what I love most about this podcast for me personally that I've learned aside from like the guests and all the strip away the people that I met and all that, it, it really was the first time in my life I delivered on what I wanted to do. And I've realized that I can literally bring any vision to life that I want if yeah. I'm willing to stick with it long enough and I'm willing to stay consistent and have that discipline. Yeah. It was the It's really been the That's first so time amazing. in my life where I realized like, I actually, I can do this shit. Mm-hmm. Like I can do this. And yeah. it's just different. It's just, I look at, I look at the world different. I know I could write a book. Yeah. I know it would be a process and it would be something that I would love to do one day. But I know that I can do that. Yeah. And, and in six months, a year ago, I'd be like, me write a book? No way. I don't. I, how do you even do that? How do you start? So you just take the same lessons you've learned from the podcast. You probably what you took from your writing career. You're now incorporating to your podcasting career. It's like once you once you once you do something once or like see the vision through, you can translate that to anything else that you want to do in this world. Yeah, that's so funny you say that. I think about that sometimes. I'll see people doing certain careers. I'm like, whoa, like that's crazy. But at the same time, I'm like, I could do that. If I put in the work and the effort and everything, you mm-hmm. know, like anyone, if you just put in the work and the effort and the consistency. It's literally possible. It's yeah. literally possible. Yeah. Anything, you can do a little thing in this world. And I know a lot of people, it sounds cliche. It sounds, uh, everyone says it, but I mean, Look at some of the look at whoever you're inspired by or the people that are successful to you and, mm. and look at the common themes and they all yeah. say the same thing because they just they get it. They yeah. just they know what they need to do and they they've seen the idea come to life and that's the same way I kinda of look at it. It's like I could do anything in this world that I want as long as I'm consistent with it, patient and all the all those types of things, I guess. Yeah. 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 
Fair All right, enough. so then we're, I'm going to jump into the three questions I ask everyone Please. that come onto my podcast, which I added one recently mm -hmm. and actually kind of relates to what you literally Is, just said. Am I going to be the first one? No. Oh, Sorry, damn. you're the third. Damn. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> actually, I don't know. Maybe you'll be, no, you'll be the third in the lineup. Ah, okay, that's fine. that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> so what's a book that you've read that shaped how you think of life now? Wow, thank God that you... <laughs> like, thank God this happened in 2019. Yeah, I, was, <laughs> you know, I think people had asked me like questions about books... In 2018, I was just like, man, I don't even read. So, yeah. So, literally, oh, God. Oh, I have so many different ones there. But the, that book right there, The Compound Effect right there. Okay, yeah. That's the, the book. Darren that, Hardy. Yes. That my, my buddy Jordan had gifted me. Oh, okay. And so, I was like, I told him when he gave it to me, I'm like, yo, man, thanks for the book. But, like, I don't, I I can't believe I'm saying this. Three months, have, I've changed so much. Like, who would have <laughs> thought? He gifted to me. I was like, man, thank you. I, I was like, honestly, I just like don't read that much. He's like, just try it. Just, just read a couple of pages, give it a try. And within a week, I was like done for the day. And I had the book sitting next to me. I'm like, let me just try it. And that, what that, and instantly started reading it, got hooked, realized, oh, the reason I haven't been reading, don't like it is because I'm reading the wrong books. Yeah. That compound effect book is literally what we're talking about right now. And it's if like, you do things, can you if you do things on a compound matter, it is going to work. Things are going to happen in your life. Yeah. It's not just luck. It's not just, you pulled it out of your ass. The compound effect is real. So that completely just changed the way that I've just started looking at all of my life and yeah. uh, really jump started this whole like I'm gonna start reading more and every book that I've been reading the last like since since that book has been great just like firing me up. Um, I will say and I, I want to give you one more too. It's called that I think everybody in this world should be reading. It's called uh, Delivering Happiness. Oh, I've never heard and of that one. It's by Tony Heish. He's the co-founder of Zappos. Oh, oh, I think Amazing. I have heard this. Okay. All right. It is just about being a good person at the core. It's about how the business came to life, how Zappos yeah. became what it is, a billion dollar company within less than a decade. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and eventually it partnered with Amazon, but it just talks about like just being a good person and yeah. making the customer experience incredible, mm. delivering happiness to the customer, but then also he do, they've done everything for their their employees and made it such an environment that people love showing up to work. It's just it's just it's about people. It's yeah. really about people yeah. at its core. If you like business and you like people, that's the book you should read. But nice to answer the question, the compound effect I for think sure. They I think in the third door, which is also on your shelf. Yep. I think Alex mentions that book. He did. Okay. <laughs> I need to credit book nerds. <laughs> so yeah, this is great. This I've never like been able to just nerd out like this on books. So this is freaking dope. Shout out to Alex because it was his Stop. book, The Third Door, that got me to buy Delivering Happiness. Nice. So if it wasn't The Third Door, <laughs> I wouldn't have read Delivering Happiness. Yeah. So now we just re recommended three books. Yeah. <laughs> get there them in that go. yeah get them I, in that order i literally shipped out my copy of the third door to a friend yesterday nice yeah that's i was awesome. like you gotta read it take it that's awesome yeah that's awesome i'm yeah. definitely trying to i just amazoned the delivering happiness book to my mm. mom so that's one thing i want to try doing that more now is is spreading the knowledge and like gifting right. books and kind of yeah. i always want to keep it a copy just because i uh i like having the reference if i ever need to go back i can see it but yeah I think one thing that I'm going to try doing moving forward is trying to, if I know a book will relate to somebody, once again, just like 
give it to them and not even you know just kind of yeah. like spread so the knowledge go. yeah totally enjoy the book let me know what you think of it I think that's you know? amazing if someone pay did that for, yeah if pay did for that, it almost yeah there you go if someone did that to me i'd be like oh my god i'm such a big a book nerd i love books you, what's your, <laughs> what would you what would be the one that you would say then oh goodness that was a weird word i sound old saying nah, that. you're good goodness you're good um man i don't know there is i reinvent yourself by james altucher was really good um sapiens is uh the most interesting history book you'll ever read because mm. it's basically just like a history of humankind but the dude just explains it and how society works nowadays based on the evolution of humans mm. in such a succinct and interesting way um third door amazing sup sup uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna stop there i love it I'm people just got there. like six books people <laughs> just got like six books right there right off the road. yeah put all of those on your list yeah put them on mm. your list people exactly all right and then yeah what advice would you give your younger self so many things i'd write i would write that would be the like, would that's book. the book that might be the book that would write <laughs> the first book that i write is going to be the advice i give to my younger self um don't be scared to fail yeah um or more so like just try more things yeah like ah i just i wish i i had i tried more things or i stopped doing the things that i i you know that i didn't truly love like i i i picked up the guitar and I did lessons for like two or three years. I probably should have stopped after two or three months. Mm. Um, I played basketball up until my junior year, my sophomore year. And then I stopped and I was a team manager because all my homies were part of the team. I was never really like a big athlete. Um, I definitely remember like in high school, I picked up a camera for the first time mm-hmm. and did some editing in a class and I loved it. But because none of my homies were doing it, I didn't follow through with that thing. So I don't know. It's like a mix between, I can't say there's like that one piece of advice, yeah. but it'd be along the lines of like, don't be scared to fail. Cause there's no such thing as failure. You're mm-hmm. going to learn something that is valuable in that process. So it's, that is the positive thing. Try more things. Like if it seems cool and interesting to you, do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you don't love it, stop. Yeah. Like that's okay. That's fine. But that, so, it'd be, that would be kind of the advice is like, yeah, just try more things. And don't be afraid. Don't to be fail. afraid to fail because yeah. there is no such thing as failure. Yeah. And if you don't love something anymore, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Hit that's pause. Part of finding who you are. Yeah, and go try something. Out yeah, you are. you're trying to find out who you are. Like, go try something else. There's a million things in this world, so right. You got to just find out what uh, what makes sense for you. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Cool. A little mix. There you go. Um, and then the whole reason of this podcast, the mm-hmm. wellness hustle, yep. is kind of helping people try to change the idea of the hustle being success, fame, money, this, that, the external, into like what really sets their soul on fire, their true passions, focusing on their health, putting that energy into their health, their mental health, all of that. So the last question I have for you mm-hmm. is, what is it that you hustle for? Ooh. What is it that I hustle for? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I mean, really, so it is for myself. It's mm-hmm. it's proving to myself that I can become the person that I know I'm capable of becoming. Mm-hmm. I have this weird obsession with greatness of just wanting to be the greatest version of myself. And it has nothing to do with owning a nice car, having a lot of money in the bank. It's it's literally just me wanting to become the greatest version of myself, mm-hmm. like pushing myself physically, working out five days, five six days a week, yeah. running. Now I went from once again I didn't really run ever to now I'm up to like 
almost four or five miles five days a week. Like, what the hell? Oh, wow. Nice. Uh, it's great. I'm not, it's a weird not, I'm not flat. It's not a flex, okay? People flex. that are like, oh, he's so cool. He runs five miles. But like. Yeah, but it's something. But I had this conversation yeah. when I'm running. It's like literally every single day when I'm running, mm-hmm. you you got this. Keep pushing. It's actually, a, it's a small scale challenge for myself yeah. of like, how far can you push yourself? Because there's too many times when I'm half, less than halfway through. I'm like, I just want to. I want to turn around. I don't want to do this. Keep going. Keep going. Um, that's so. That's you know, physically, mentally. I, I'm like rambling at this point. Um, it's all good. I just want to become the greatest version of myself, and I want to document my journey of becoming what I think is great. Mm-hmm. And I want to show people my process. Ultimately, why am I doing it? Because I want to live a life that I'm in control of my time. Yeah. I want to create content. I want to be able to wake up every day with some sense of direction, some sense of my why, mm-hmm. uh, a purpose. And when I can, uh, you know, one thing I'm trying to get really good at is happiness. Somebody maybe it was that book that I just read, or I don't know where it was, but like happiness is not a place. And so many times I, yeah. I've tricked myself into believing once I move to LA, I'm going to be super happy. Once I get this guest on the podcast, I'm going to be happy. Once, I move to near the beach. I'm going to be happy. Probably not. It's going to be just another like. There's always something else. There's always going to be something else. So I'm trying to just enjoy that whole, this whole process. Be happy in the moment. Be happy to have a great conversation. To be happy that I do work on my own time right now. Um, But to summarize, I guess to summarize it, it's just I want to be the greatest version of myself. I want to put out great energy to the world. And if I can ultimately make a living doing what I love. That to me would be my definition of hustle. Like I yeah. am somebody that loves to hustle. I work, I work hard, play hard. I, I get that whole sh- that whole shabiel or whatever. But um, I just keep pushing. I believe in myself. I know what I'm capable of, and yeah, I'm striving for greatness. There you go. Yeah, the greatest version of yourself. Greatest like version that. of myself. I love that. Very yeah. cool. So, can you let everyone know how they can find you and find purpose in the youth? Yes, yes. Uh, you can find the bearded man, Bobe. That's me. Uh, <laughs> cornball, I know. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Bobe. And it's really complicated how it's, this is spelled, which is another story. But it's B-O-3-B's, four A's and a Y. Yes. Yep. I know. It's a little Easily ridiculous. searchable. Yeah. B-O-3-B's, four A's and a Y. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and then you can also find the podcast Purpose in the Youth everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, uh, iTunes, iTunes, yeah, all those uh, stuff. Stitcher. If you find one, if you find one of us, you'll find everything else. It's all it's all interconnected. There you go. Well, very cool. I appreciate this. I appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, and I appreciate you letting me use your studio. This is an absolute pleasure. Come on, this is great. Can I can I ask for a favor of the people that are listening? Go. If you're listening and you enjoyed this podcast and you actually listened to it up until this point, I want you to write a review under this podcast with one sentence of what you enjoyed and what you learned because I know the reviews matter. So go leave a comment and let us know what you enjoyed about it and I'll be looking to. You rock. You got Thank you. you. All right. I'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. See you. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Hustle podcast. If you want to, you can follow along with me on Instagram. 
My handle is at Wander with Kirsty, W-A-N-D-E-R with K-I-R-S-T-I-E. Shoot me a DM. Let me know what you like. Let me know what you didn't like. Let me know what you want to hear. It's better than just you listening to my voice all the time. I do want to actually get to know and talk with you guys. Also, if you're listening to this on iTunes, please, please leave me a review. I want to hear what you think, and it really helps other people that want to find my podcast be able to search for it. So until next week, guys, remember, keep choosing yourself. Keep hustling for yourself because in the end, you really do deserve it.